All right, Ruthanne, welcome to Talk CDL. Thank you. <laughs> You're quite welcome. <laughs> hey, listen, today on the on the podcast, we have one of the biggest shutdowns ever in American history in, in the trucking industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a semi-truck that was donated to a prison to help prisoners become truckers. Interesting. And we also have a nude man that jumped on the back of a low boy. Oh, here. gosh. <laughs> Here in Florida, Florida man. You know how everything starts off Florida man. And that's today on Talk CDL, and you have a few things that you want to talk about. I do. With truckers against trafficking, you have your, your TAT shirt on today. But first, let us go ahead and mention a couple sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by National Carriers. Phone number is 888-311-7076. Looking for company drivers and student drivers. Give them a call today. And jump in one of those new T680s. We are also being brought to you by Carter Lumber. They have over 160 locations. East of the Mississippi. Thank you. East of the Mississippi. And it's for truck drivers that are Class A and Class B for local home home every day. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. We also have DriveWise. Been getting a lot of emails from companies saying we use DriveWise. If you're looking to be able to just download an app and start bypassing the scales. DriveWise offers all kinds of services, but that's one of the ones that everybody truly loves to use is avoiding the old scale house. That's DriveWise, D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E dot com. Check them out today. Ruthann, also, we're being brought to you by driving-test.org. For $49.95, you can be guaranteed to pass your CDL or your money back Go to driving-tests.org and check that out today. And last but not least, our friends over at Camion brought to you by LoadSmart. They have the break-even calculator. I just want to say one thing about this break-even calculator and Camion. I had one or two people write to me the other day and they said, how are you spelling that again? I can't find it. So I'm going to say it slow. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm fast at it, but... To, to find this break-even calculator, you go to Camion, that's K-A-M as in Mary, I-O-N, dot I-O, forward slash talk CDL. Free download. It'll help you utilize everything. It'll help you save money. And God knows we need a way to save money right now when it comes to the price of fuel. Ruth Ann, here we are today. We are here. And you know what? Fourth of July, we're, we're, we're doing this podcast a couple days before Fourth of July, and a lot of guys will be hearing it on Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping, seriously, that there's a, a million truckers that are sitting at home barbecuing. But the one thing that I find interesting, I love to see the videos of truck drivers that carry little gas grills and little charcoal grills with them. Yeah. They'll have like the whole setup to where they can spend the day wherever they're at and and cook out and still be able to celebrate. Some of them will even get together as a, as a small little group and kind of still show some camaraderie. Oh, yeah. And speaking of that, I, I've seen, one time I've seen a video, this dude had like a smorgasbord of, of like, it looked like, you know, um, uh, what the heck are the things on the skewers? The shish kebabs. He had shish kebabs going. He had all kind of stuff going. And, uh, and you know, he, he was just basically letting every driver in, in the parking lot that wanted something to eat come on over and join the cookout. It was pretty cool to watch that. And, uh, 
Guys, if you're out there on 4th of July and you didn't get home, just remember one thing. You can go to Walmart and um, Dollar General, all those little um, cheap places. You can buy a, a grill for like $19.95 that's literally one inch off the ground, a little bag of charcoal, and you guys can have a great time cooking out. And even though you didn't get home... One of the things I would do, take a little video and a picture for your family. It's a great memory that when you retire someday or maybe your kids want to become a trucker or whatever the case is, these are the things you can share with your family and friends and they can all say, wow, what a great time you had out there. Yeah, I mean, the, there is a reason for the 4th of July and there might be some other um, people, men or women, drivers out there that are are by themselves also. So if you see them and you're going to want to cook out, do it together, you know, get to know some people out there. There's there's other people out there that are, you don't know what kind of situation they're in. They might be lonely, so. Well, you know, we talked about that before, and that's one of the things that a lot of truck drivers have recognized is there's a lot of people out there that are lonely because they don't interact too well. But, you know, if, if you're a person that's not too shy and, and you're doing the cooking, hey, Tell everybody, hey, if you want to bring something, you know, let's have a little cookout here. Walk into the driver's lounge. Say, hey, guys, I'm cooking out. Come join me. Yeah, I mean, I and, and if you don't have enough, just tell them, listen, I don't have quite enough for everybody. But if somebody's got some hamburger meat in their truck or somebody wants to go down the street here and get some buns and some chicken. hot dogs, chicken, and we'll throw it all on and we'll have ourselves a good old shindag. Or sh what is it? Shindag? <laughs> Shindig. Shindig. <laughs> Shins. He makes words up it's, all the time. It's shin something. We're used to it. But anyways, bottom line is just make the most of your holiday out there instead of being bummed out that you didn't get home. Make the most of it and enjoy it with your trucker brothers, your trucker family. True. Moving on, Ruthann. Moving on. Um, I've got an article and I, it's so amazing. I actually, I actually took this article. I thought, you know what? I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. And so I'm going to put this up on Toxedial's Facebook page just to see the reaction. And I, I kid you not, I'm going to pull it up just for a second. This article has levied in, I think, an hour. I think I did this an hour ago. I posted it, and it's about, uh, back in 1973, a truck driver named J.W. Edwards shut his truck down right in the middle of the interstate. Right. And then so there was a photo and I put the photo up. It's got a bunch of cab overs and people protesting in, in an hour. It's already hit almost 17,000 people. It's got almost a thousand likes and um, 235 shares. People are like, we got to share this article. So and I, so I put a little message in there. Hey, we're going to be talking about this on the podcast. So here we are. And uh, I'm going to read this article. It's really an interesting article. It's... Um, titled, and I got this off CDL Life, so if you want to, I'm not going to read the whole thing. If you all want to see the whole thing, you can go to CDL Life. Great people. We've been sharing their stuff for the last five, six, seven years, and they've actually done articles on us. Um, the uh, article is titled, When Truckers Shut Down America to Protest Oil Prices and Become Folk Heroes. And it's, it's an amazing article. I'm just going to kind of scroll through it, but here's how it starts off. It says, at 10 p.m. on December 3rd, 1973, a 37-year-old trucker from Overland Park, Kansas, named J.W. Edwards, stopped his rig suddenly in the middle of, an, of the interstate I-80 near Blakes, Blakesley, Pennsylvania, 
and picked up his CB radio microphone. The insurrection he was about to start using his now famous handle, River Rat, everybody knew River Rat back then, would give America, America's independent truckers, their first national voice and, along the way, elevate them to folk hero status. What do you think about that title? Huh. It says, Edwards was beyond frustrated and scared for his livelihood. His job hauling meat from the Midwest to New York had become an agonizing slog because of an oil embargo levied by the Middle Eastern Petroleum Producing Cartel, OPEC, um, against the United States for its support of Israel, had dramatically jacked up diesel fuel prices with rationing imposed. He, uh, he was stopping at vertically every filling station along his route. Worse still, the federal government was considering a national maximum speed of 55 miles an hour for long-haul truck drivers. Time loss meant money lost, and oil uh, geopolitics had made Edwards a uh, $12,000 a year job even more precarious. Near Blakesley, his tank reached empty, out of fuel, but full of frustration that truckers were the forgotten little guys in the global fossil fuel wars. Edwards decided on the spot to take his CB and make some noise. <laughs> so you go so ahead. Did he run out of fuel? Is that why he stopped? Because it sounded like first that's what you said. Just well, now. I'm not sure because it says he he just pulled it pulled pulled the you know basically stopped pulled the brakes on got on the CB. But here it's saying he ran out of fuel. So. I, it, it sounds like he was about to run out of fuel, okay. and he was trying to get to a fuel. And if you notice, they, he said they were rationalizing. Most people don't realize this. Back in the 70s when Jimmy Carter was the president, they rationalized gas. Okay, and I'm I'm not kidding you. It was gas was like crazy expensive back then. It, it went up. I forget what the price was, but it was like huge compared to you know what the times were, and they had this rule. If you had an odd number at the end of your your driver's license plate, mm-hmm. you you can gas like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If you had an even number, you you can only gas up Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. I'm not kidding you. That was the rule. You 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 could gas up every other day. That was it. So they were rationalizing people. I don't know how they were doing the truckers, but obviously it said he was he had to keep stopping for fuel because you can only get so much. At different places, and as a long haul trucker, you know every time you pull in, yeah, honestly, but by the time you get off the interstate, you fuel up and get back on, it's it's usually twenty minutes to a half hour. I know it takes a lot because by the time you go through the whole function of it all, it, it takes a lot of time. Also, I don't know if you heard um, what I just read. They were also trying to make truckers have a national fifty five mile an hour speed limit. Can you mm-hmm. imagine going to California at fifty five miles an hour from say? You know, Virginia or New Jersey or Pennsylvania. No, back then though, I mean, you gotta remember it was the early seventies. Listen, when when I was driving, the state of Ohio, we used to call it the communist state, mm-hmm. was fifty five for truckers. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was I think it was two hundred and twenty five miles on I seventy across, and it was like maybe about the same if you came in on eighty and ran across Ohio. That was the most boring drive there was. Ohio was straight as a, an arrow, the interstate is. There's really not much of any hills on it. 
And if you go much above 55, they were ticketing you back then. I mean, literally, you remember that. I, I got three tickets in one year in Ohio. That was when I was young and dumb. Then he started making me drive it. <laughs> That's true. I used to go in the bunk and let Ruth Ann drive across to Ohio. Um, you know, the one thing that... And, and look, I'm not reading this article because I want to create a big stir. I mean, I always like to make a little stir. But I'm really reading this because there's many points in this. Like, look at comparison today. Look what fuel is costing truck drivers today. I mean, seriously, right around six bucks a, uh, six bucks a gallon. Rates have gone down, and truck drivers are really suffering. They, they truly are suffering. It, um, and then they're also, right now, they're proposing a national speed limit. You know, mm -hmm. how ironic is that? Back then, um, high price of fuel, they want to slow the trucks down. Today, high price of fuel, and they want to slow the trucks down, which means less money for the independent truck driver. You know, it's, it's weird because they say that things always come back and, and do a, a recycle. You know, it's usually in the, the clothing industry where they'll have whatever. You remember the, the bell bottoms came back out and the flares from the 70s. They were all gone and everything was straight leg. And then it, it came back out. I hated bell bottoms. So do I. I still do. I won't wear them. My mom and my mom used to buy my clothes when I was little. And they were floods, bell bottoms, and corduroys. You just brought back such memories. Sure. Ouch. Anyways, go ahead. But, you know, those types of things happen where it, it, they, they say it always comes back around. It's usually like, what, like 30 years. I think they said like 25, 30 years. You'll see something that used to be out. It's gone, and then it will recycle back out again. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking of with this. You know, that was in the 70s, so of course it was much more long ago. But they do this all the time where they'll try and push something, you know, with the, with the limiters. Didn't they have that before, though, a few years ago where they tried to do it national again? Like, don't they try and do that like every 10 years or Oh, something? yeah, they just tried it last year. They were going to protein. It's, it's hard to get truck drivers to stick together. I'm not listen. Listen, you would really hurt the country if if there was a national strike because it really in in three days in three days, three days. Milk, eggs, butter, all the things that moms need for the kids, all the 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 everyday supplies that people have in their lives would be gone, mm -hmm. and people would be hurting. You know, what I mean, medicines wouldn't get delivered. I mean, it would, it would, there would be a lot of stuff that was really hurting if there was an all out trucker strike. You would not get, you would not see a, even if truck drivers won, a lot of people would lose. A lot of people would get hurt. Some people would probably even die because of not being able to get medicines and mm -hmm. machines they need from hospitals. I mean, just saying, there's so much that the, that the trucking industry is a part of. And I, so I'm not, I'm not vying for something like that. I'm just saying that. There's, there's a point where truck drivers can be heard. And this, this article is a great example. Did you have something before? I, I was going to read something else on this. No, go ahead. I, I was just, the only thing I was going to say was, um, hold on, no, it's just lost. See, you can't do that to me. Did you lose it? Oh, I know what it was. Wait. Oh Wait, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you know how when they said that, you know, the hours of service, everybody had to shut down like you only could do it so long. Right. Well, when you have where you can only drive a certain speed, 
wouldn't that same concept happen where drivers will be getting so congested in certain like because you can't you know everybody will be going at the same exact speed it will be just stuck you know what i mean so you're talking about if they put truckers yeah if you had truck drivers let's just say i think that they're trying to propose like it was like three speeds we had read it uh, a couple months ago on the what they're trying to propose as far as the speed limit for truckers it was like 65 i think it was like 60 60 or 63 65 and 68 was the top and that meant for owner operators everybody so let's say like you said let's say they said okay it's gonna be 65 for truckers imagine imagine i-95 where truck drivers are doing 65 max everybody's got their foot mass to the floor or their cruise set and all they can get is 65 mm -hmm. where you're gonna have problems is when there's a little bit of a hill and one guy is he's 80,000 pounds and another guy's 60,000 you know not when you got somebody that's just a little different and I'm not talking about a huge difference if you got somebody that's empty he can get around you on a hill but if you got somebody that's like 10,000 pounds lighter maybe his motor's just a little bit weaker but he still tops out mm -hmm. depending on how it's geared right these it'll be one gigantic um backup you right. you will not Cars, cars, this will affect cars. If, if you get, have a national speed limit uh, for truckers, you are going to affect everybody, not just truckers. Right. It's going to, it would be a mess. And you're not going to, cops aren't going to be able to pull over every trucker that's okay. We're holding up traffic now because look, this guy here is don't, he, he can't really go much faster because he's, he's, he's at 80,000 pounds and I'm at 60,000 pounds and I can barely just get by this guy. That's, you would see that every, every couple times a mile, every, in every mile, you'd see a couple incidents like that going on. Well, not only that, but, I, I believe, you know, there'll be a lot of cars trying to thread the needle through these trucks where they get any kind of opening. And next thing you know, there's going to be more accidents because you're going to have impatient cars trying to get through. Truckers, they might get impatient, but they're not going to try and thread through other trucks because they know how close they are. Some might. <laughs> well, yeah, some, but, you know. I got a video that's being sent to me um, this week. It's a, a trucker. Um, this this company that I know said they they're they're firing a driver and this driver was going down the interstate and it was stop traffic and so a car was coming out he was explaining it to me a car was coming out to get on the interstate and he went around the car and got on the berm of the road and was doing 35 miles an hour on the berm of the road just driving down the interstate yeah yeah well, we're, you know, on a backup, where it's just backed up, and this guy, so they're, you know, obviously, they're terminating him. He got into a little accident, and he had said somebody cut him off, and then when they pulled the dash cam, they, they, they said, wow, look at this guy. He's just blatantly flying down the interstate. Insane. So, um, crazy stuff. But let me, let me read, let me read this, just a little bit more of this article. It says, news of river rat. This is Edwards. News of River Rat's protests spread, and within hours, trucker demonstrations peppered the nation's highways with thousands slowing or stopping their vehicles, snarling traffic for miles. By December 4th, this happened, remember, on December 3rd. By December 4th, it said more than 10 states saw demonstrations by angry drivers who demanded to be heard by the federal government. 
and weren't afraid to hold up their deliveries to do so. One quipped that he didn't think Congress would act under those people run out of... Oh, I'm sorry. One said that they he doesn't think it's going to happen until the people in Congress ran out of toilet paper. Um, it says the vast majority of dissenting truckers were independents who owned and operated their vehicles, unlike unionized Teamsters who typically hauled for large shipping companies. Independents hauled about 70% of the country's freight. According to uh, Interstate Commerce Commission estimates, most had their entire lives mortgaged into their expensive rigs and had the most to lose from the embargo. Ironically, River Rat Edwards was not an owner-operator. So it's not just owner-operators that can get involved. Mm -hmm. River Rat was a guy that's just, he's going down the road and having to stop every so many miles and fueling up. And, he's on, and how, how frustrating would that be if all you can get is 50 gallons of pop, 50 to 100 gallons? 50, I, I can get 50 gallons, and then I've got to find a fuel island. And back then, they didn't have the internet. You didn't have a smartphone. You didn't have anybody going, hey, there's a, a, a stop up ahead. You had to know where you were at. You had to know mm -hmm. how far the fuel stops were. So these guys had it way rougher than we did. And, and There wasn't and, as many truck stops either. So Yeah, well, here's my point. We, I, they had it rougher with information, but yet they were able to communicate and agree together. We have more information and we don't agree as much. And we're getting, truckers are getting screwed worse right now. Trucking companies and truck drivers are getting screwed, I believe, worse today than we were then. I mean, because... Politics. Po Politics. Politicians. Well, I'm not saying just the, politicians. I'm no, just saying no, people giving their opinions give people doing too many politics where they shouldn't be doing them in the trucking industry. But you were right the first time. Politicians are the problem with our country. I mean, I, we don't get political. I'm not saying we're Republican or Democrat or anything. I'm just because you know I've got we've got an audience that's Republican and Democrat. You know, so I'm not going to piss off one side of the of of our audience. And, 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 and push views on anybody. All I'm saying is all politicians are to blame. Mm -hmm. You know, most, po most politicians, there are some that go into Washington trying to do good. And then, of course, they get corrupted, most of these guys and gals. But the bottom line is, it's those politicians playing games is really why we get where we're at, just about in everything that affects us money-wise. And right now, the trucking industry is hurting because of fuel and and bad rates. It's just a it's a perfect storm we kind of touched greed. on that last week. Greed, greed, greed. But I think the the other thing I'd like to just mention about this article. And it's important to say this. A lot of drivers are now buying CBs that haven't bought them. Yay. We get them all the time saying, "Troy, because of the because of listening to you guys, I went out and I got a CB and I love it." And it's already it's already saved me from backups. You know, we get those those emails all the time. What I would like to stress on is the people that think CBs are worthless. I mean, I've heard people say they're a dinosaur, and that's old. Today's the two thousands. You don't. And I'm going to say this. I've said it a million times on the show before. There is no app on your phone that can tell you there's an accident up ahead of you 30 seconds. Maybe every now and then there's an app, you know, I've, we've seen Google things where it says there's an accident. And most of the times it says there's an accident up ahead. You get up there, it's already gone. Yeah. 
You know, so you're going, okay, there's supposed to be an accident, but I don't see an accident. With with a CB and your brother truckers, when they say, hey, you got a backup 25 miles ahead of you, there's a, a rollover in the interstate, get off this exit and go around here so you could save yourself three, four hours of sitting. Or when, when, when you get your brother truckers saying, hey, there's black ice up ahead, there's snow up ahead, the roads are really getting slick up ahead and people are starting to spin out. That's, that's you being warned within an amp amount of time to be able to be saved. And all I'm saying is this protest back in the 70s where it was like word of mouth, radio and telephone was the communications. We're so spoiled today. We, you can go, hey, Google, hey, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to say it. Um, but you can, you can literally say the word. Um, for your phone, because mine will come on if I say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could say, hey, do this. And it search for this, search for that. And in seconds, if your connection's good, you have the information. Well, back then it was CB. And today, I still don't think there's anything. If you want to get the word out to your trucker brothers, think about this. If you want, if everybody has a CB and you got something important to tell your trucker brothers, there's nothing you can you do. You couldn't go to the Internet and email everybody. <laughs> you couldn't go and message everybody because you don't have everybody's contact. But if you tell somebody that on Interstate 80, uh, if you're going west and you or if you're going east and you tell the guy going west, hey, um, here's some important information. And then he tells somebody you're a lot of CBs go out one to five miles. Next thing you know, it's going down 79. It's going down I-71 in Ohio. It's going down I-75 in Ohio. Next thing you know, it's down here in Florida. This, this is how quickly word travels. Your, your voice on a CB, you can get messages to California in the same day if drivers feel it's that important and they start spreading the word. It's yeah. that pretty cool. Yeah. And that's exactly how 1973, that CB, in fact, if you read on, I'm not, you guys go to the CDL Life and check this article out. But if you read on, it says the government actually blew it off. Yeah, the government blew off this protest that just started. It wasn't a planned protest. The government literally just shrugged it off until, until it, you know, got, got bigger. And I think the state of Ohio, or if you read in here, one of the states, I think it was Ohio. Here it is right here, actually in front of you. Yes. The, the state of Ohio, the government, the governor deployed the national guard to remove trucks by force. And they used tear gas on truckers in Ohio. Okay. We don't need to go to that extent, but I'm just see drivers getting hurt. <laughs> well, I'm just saying though, that's, that's how much they don't want you to be able to communicate. They, 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 if, if you're just communicating by internet alone, they can control that. Yeah. I'm serious. Can. If you guys out there learn one thing today, learn this, that your CB, unless they're listening in, which they're always listening to everybody, but the bottom line is they can't block you from, from getting the word out. If you guys all cooperate with your CB radio, just like in 1973, J.W. Edwards, the river rat. Okay, cool handle, by the way. Okay, River Rat. I like that. But old River Rat got pissed off. He put the word out, and just like that, everybody was, by the next day, 10 states 
Not only were they talking about it, by the next day, 10 states were shutting down roads. And I'm not saying that we need to shut down roads. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's how important the CB radio is when it comes to getting your word out. And if you guys think that it's a dinosaur, try getting your freaking word out to, to, to every trucker out there. Because if the government doesn't think they like what you're saying... I don't care if it's on Facebook. I don't care if it's on on Twitter. It doesn't really matter. They will stifle every word you have to say. But the CB, there is no stifling. Remember that, drivers. Moving on, Ruthann. Moving on. I kind of was getting a little bit Ooh, uh, pumped little, up there. I seen that. Some yeah. smoke was coming up. Was it turning you on, huh? Mm. Your man, your man was flexing. All right. Um, did you have something that you want to talk about? You have the Truckers Against Trafficking. Ruthann has that shirt on today. And we interviewed them at the uh, uh, Mid-America Truck Show this year, put them on video. But we've always supported these people. They're great people. We've been telling people about them for, honestly, we've been on the air like almost seven years. And we've always, we've been, Truckers Against Trafficking has been around, I'm not sure if it's been around quite that long, but they've been around for quite a while. And maybe they were around that long, but we've been talking about them for years. And it's a great thing that they offer, that they're trying to get the word out about people that get kidnapped and used for sex trade and the trucking industry because we're on America's roads. We, we could play such an important part in that if we can just recognize what is human trafficking. Ruthann, the floor is yours. Well, I get a newsletter every month from them, and this month, this month, the newsletter said the uh, in Nebraska, so the Nebraska State Patrol troopers locate missing Indiana girl near um, Kearney, Colorado, and the man was arrested. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna skip over some words only because you know I don't like repeating certain words. But the gentleman, here he is. That's Kyle. He's twenty. Here, let me zoom in. That's Kyle. That's Kyle. It's, and Kyle is the guy that was arrested? Yes, Kyle was arrested. They caught him. I'm going to read the article here. In Hastings, Nebraska, the troopers um, located the missing 13-year-old girl. 13 from Indiana and arrested the Colorado man following a traffic stop on Interstate 80 on Wednesday. Wednesday afternoon, the NSP was notified by the Lafayette, Indiana Police Department that the missing girl was believed to be traveling through Nebraska with an adult man. Approximately 20 minutes later, a trooper located the suspect's vehicle, which was a Ford F-150, and it was traveling westbound on I-80 near Kearney. The trooper performed a traffic stop. During the traffic stop, the trooper located the girl hiding in the pickup. The driver, Kyle Moitke, 20, of Elizabeth, Colorado, was arrested for contributing to the delinquency of a minor, and they continued their investigation. Now I'm going to read what all they got on him. The Lafayette Police Department acquired an arrest warrant for him on several additional charges, including promotion of sexual trafficking of a younger child, kidnapping a victim less than 14 years of age, performing sexual conduct in the presence of the minor, inappropriate communication with a child via electronic device, basically he was texting, um, and decimation of 
decimation of matter harmful to minors. Troopers notified him, um, notified him of the additional charges Thursday, and he was lodged in the Buffalo County Jail. So he's, he's done with, I mean, all those different charges. I don't know how long he'll be in does jail it say, for. Does it say how they caught him, or was, it, was he caught on the road? Or was Yeah, they, they performed a traffic stop. Okay. Um, it would have been cool if a trucker had spotted it. Because, you know, there's, been great. there's so many good stories of where a trucker may have spotted something like that, and they called, and they said, hey, I got my... And in fact, that's why I said truckers are really the ones that have a better chance of catching those guys because there's more of us, mm -hmm. because it's our job, we're out there longer, and because we have a, a great view. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're up in the air where we can be glancing over and just watching for signs. Mm -hmm. So um, good for him. I'm glad he got caught. I mean, he's going to go to prison for a long time. The... Uh, um, one person that I'm thinking about is dads, dads, cause I'm a dad, any dad that has a 13 year old girl, especially if you have a 13 year old daughter now, my daughters are grown up, but if you have a 13 year old daughter now, Rebecca's only 15, right? Well, that's true. Um, we, we have Rebecca, um, and, and she's, you know, our daughter also, we adopted her, um, 15 years ago, but she's. Our daughter and I would shoot some. I would shoot somebody in the head if they touched her like that. And I can only imagine what dads are thinking about right now. Mm -hmm. um, would they? Would they shoot, kill, torture? But you know damn well, as you read that article, people are probably thinking, "Wow, mm -hmm. what a piece of work!" He doesn't realize what lives he's destroying when you do that to someone's child. I think um, the way it's sounding, um, just from other right articles that I've read in the past, mm -hmm. it sounded like they were doing some form of chatting, whether, you know, on the internet or of some form. So he lured her away. Probably. I think it okay. was a lure. And, um, I mean, he could have kidnapped her, you know, she, he could have went up there and she found out, Oh, he's much older than I thought he was. And he could have just snagged her that way. It how, old, been how old was Rebecca when the, we had a guy from Maryland trying to lure our daughter away? Um, how well she was like, he was in his 30s. I know, but how old was she, though? She was oh, like, she was, this was... She was like eight or nine. She was, I think she was still nine. She might have just turned 10. She was nine or 10 years old. There was a 37-year-old, 33-year-old man in Maryland that was coming on, you know, somehow. Where, how did he find her? Like, what? Instagram. Instagram. So, and it was a child Instagram, right? It wasn't like, wasn't it set up to where it wasn't supposed to be... Or wasn't it? See, it was private, and it was just her friends. Right, so it was private. It wasn't and like then, she's out there. We didn't let her out there to where anybody can get a hold of her. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened was is to accept a friend request, she had to go public for the friend to find her or something to that effect. They forgot to turn it back private after she was oh. friends with her. And this was another young little girl. It was Hope, I think. So anyways... She, our daughter, loves anime stuff. So this creep started sending her anime things. And it started out with just like little anime pictures. But then he wanted to know what her shirt size oh, no. was. For, then he, after he got her interested in the anime right. pictures, he then started sending anime porn. Yeah, he started sending all kind of porn stuff, and then and then it, it was it turned into and, video chats, and then he was video chatting one, and 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 didn't you walk in the one time or something? Yeah. And, and then was he still on, or did he jump off right away? Oh, I well after after I walked in, like I could hear him, 
and I could see on her phone, he was in like, um, he even said he was like walking down the street or something like that. So it was dark out. So you could see street lights and stuff, but I couldn't physically really see him. And, um, I walked in because I kept hearing the conversation and he started asking her, um, her clothing sizes cause he wanted to send her a Christmas present. So it was in December. He wanted to send her a Christmas present and have like clothes on it. And then, um, he's kept asking for her address and she kept saying, I don't think I should give you my address. I don't think I should give. And that's when I walked in like right in that, that time frame, and said, get off now. I would have grabbed the phone. Oh, I, and just, I would have talked to the guy right there. I was there. shaking. I was like, oh, I wanted to kill yeah. someone. So anyways, moms and dads, grandparents, uncles, aunts, this is how they get into your house. This is how this little girl um, that was uh, just found, okay, uh, the way they come into your house is they come in under little kid apps and stuff, and, and they find them, and then they start telling them things that they want to hear. They lure them away. They meet up with them, and then next thing you know, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's I mean, praise God that that this little girl was found, mm-hmm. and that this scumbag's going to prison. What was his name? Uh, Kyle. 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 And I hope everybody in prison finds out why he is there. Oh yeah. Because that way they can make him human traffic in in prison. He could become, you know, um, I forget the name that they have for them. You know, but so, the so, guy's little Bubba. No, they, they have a name for oh Prague. I think they're called Prags or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have. It's, it's uh, you basically have to wear lipstick and 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 not that I was ever in prison, but I'm just saying. He remember used the movie? To watch those shows. Oz. Remember Oz? He loved Oz, <coughs> but he also would watch like these other little shows that were like re- real life stuff. Okay, so anyways, uh, this human trafficking thing. Check out Truckers Against Trafficking. Mm-hmm. Just they're everywhere. Just look them up. Support them. Help them. Find out more information. How you can help if you really truly would like to help. Find out how you can help these people, and uh, let's make a difference. Truckers, um, we can make a difference in so many things if we just stick together. And we're all about everybody coming together here on the show. Moving on, Ruthann. Moving on. Okay, so just a quick article. Semi truck uh, used a, a semi truck that was used by the cartel. So a drug running semi truck, which was a 2009 international. Um, everybody's probably going, okay, yeah, good. Donate that thing to the prison. It's an international, <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. International lovers. But the, uh, the truck is now donated to a, a prison that is, that has CDL training. And so these guys that are in prison now can, you know, learn how to drive a track trailer and come out. And it's really, it was for them to not have to go back to prison someday and, and, you know, have a skill when they come out and maybe go trucking. And of course they're going to have a hard, you know, most truck drivers that, you know, have a felony. If it's recent, it's a little bit harder to get a, a job, but don't give up because personally you can get a job. There's plenty of trucking companies out there that will give you a second chance and, and hire you on, and give you a great trucking career if you have a felony or if you're, um, well, I don't think prisoners are listening to us, but if you have just gotten out and you have your CDL, don't give up. There are companies out there that will hire you. And I think that's a great program, Ruthann, to, to at least, you know, you, 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 we can put down prisoners all we want and we could say, oh, yeah, you know, they're in prison. They'll teach anybody how to drive, blah, blah, blah. But they're still men. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is when you're trying to rehabilitate people, 
And you know what? A, that's a great career. You know, first off, maybe trucking will be the career that a guy that couldn't keep himself out of trouble will find interesting enough to say, I really like this. And I think I would like to do this the rest of my life and help and motivate him to just stay clean. And because and, and, trucking is a very rewarding career if you love trucking. I think trucking is extremely rewarding if you enjoy it. Yes. So it's, it, can, it gives you a lot of stuff that you can do. Anyways, um, check it out. And like I said, if you're just getting out of prison or, or you do have a felony in the last, I think it's usually a lot of them don't want anything. Like if a trucking, most trucking companies, they'll say, when was the felony? And if you say, well, it was uh, five years ago. Well, okay. When was it closed? You know what I mean? When were you done parole or probation? Once the last day of whatever that was, well, that was only three years ago. Okay, so now you got to wait four years to come aboard, only because some of them have a seven-year policy or a 10-year policy or a five-year policy. Mm -hmm. But there's still enough of them out there that will give somebody fresh out of yeah. prison a chance. So don't, don't give up, guys. Moving on, Ruthann. Moving on. Uh, last, uh, my last, the last article I have here is kind of a cute thing. It's a uh, nude man jumps on... Uh, big rig in Sarasota. And I got, I got pictures. I oh, got, gosh. I, I'm not going to put them on the podcast. <laughs> What's really funny is everything, like, remember our nephew in Pennsylvania when they came to visit us? And they're like, hey, I got this one site that I go to. It's called Florida Man. I'm there. What's Florida Man? He goes, you know how everything crazy um, starts off with Florida Man did this. You know what I mean? It's like, so here it is, Florida Man jumps on semi-truck naked and you know i'll just kind of read it briefly it was in sarasota on this past friday it said that you know drivers on the interstate got an eyeful after a naked man on foot ran into traffic on the interstate and interacted with a semi-truck I, I don't know what that meant he interacted with it okay. <laughs> scary that's a little bit weird the way uh cdl life i got I, both articles today came from cdl life um i don't know what they mean by interacted but the guy was, it was a very large man. And I don't mean large there. I mean, he was just a heavy guy, you know? So <laughs> taking off your clothes and running down the highway, you know, <laughs> when you're that out of shape. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, the older we get, the less we want people to see us without clothes on. This guy was happy in the buff, man. He was just going down the road. Yeehaw. And then, so I guess traffic was backed up. He got up on top of a low boy, an RGN, whatever you want to call it. And he just stayed on the back of the rig. I don't know if he, if the trucker drove or if he just stopped. But apparently the cops came and they got him and arrested him. But can you imagine driving down the road? And next thing you know, they said he, he started out with a thong. <laughs> he, he's a, this guy's easy. He's an easy 280 <laughs> to 320, trust me. So he had a thong on, which I can't even imagine how you would even see the thong from the back. <laughs> I was actually thinking is how could, even the front, you know, he probably had the belly that came down low. Yeah. Yeah. So, so even with the thong on, he probably Sorry. didn't look like he had a thong on. They probably just got a flash of color every now and then. But anyways, in the picture, he has no nothing on. He's, he's buck naked. Oh, I think he had a pair of sneakers on or something like that. So yeah, he was partially dressed. Gotta watch them feet when you're running on the macadam. Right. So bottom line is, you know, if you got the urge to get naked and, and, by the way, the end result is exactly what we thought. He was taken into custody and taken to a, a hospital for mental evaluation. Obviously, 
I mean, hello. Do, do you remember when, I don't know, it was like a few years ago where a big lady jumped on the front of a tractor yeah. and she was naked? Yeah, if you guys ever want to check that out, that was in Houston. She was a rather large lady. She got up on top of a rig in Houston and some trucker wrote a song. <laughs> and it was funny. It was a funny song. So you guys want to check that out. You can just do a little research. I think it was called Fat naked lady on a semi-truck or something like that. Yeah, I don't know, but it would be pretty easy just to pull some keywords out. But that's what made me think of maybe they should uh, get to know each other <laughs> since yeah. they have these impulses. <laughs> so guys, yeah. And and listen, I, I got to tell you, honestly, he wasn't in danger of being overweight because he was empty. There was really nothing on the back of the rig. I don't think there was. There might have been something on there. <laughs> Why would that even be a subject? Well, I was just thought I'd bring it up. You know, in case somebody was wondering, well, was he heavy enough to make it overweight? But and look, I'm not making fun of heavy set people. I shoot, I was 60 pounds heavier than I am now at one time. So, bottom line, keep your clothes on. Okay, <laughs> in public. Yeah, in public. <laughs> My gosh, like we're all scarred, guy. All right. I'm not because I ain't looking. Ruthanne, do you have the word of the day? I do. What do you I got do. for us today? Hold on. I got to go to my word of the day because right. I was playing with. I have other articles. Yeah, that's okay. We'll be in the studio today yet. All right. Ready? I am ready for the word of the day by Word Genius. Word Genius is free. You, they send you a free word every day, sometimes more than one, and they give you the definition, they say it, and they even use it in a sentence so you can understand it. Get Word Genius today. They're not a sponsor. We just kind of adopted them, and they're making Ruth Ann smarter. Go ahead, Ruth Ann. Ambisinister. Ambisinister? Ambisinister. So the word sinister is not a good word. It's like, you know, something evil. Is it something to do with that? Ambis, ambisinister? Ambisinister. Ambisinister. Well, I'm it, curious. It, it's one of those words that I am like, wow, didn't know that. So you want to hear it? Sure, absolutely. Let's hear it. Awkward or clumsy with both hands. Ambis. Oh, wow. So ambi, like ambidextrous, and sinister meaning bad. So he's he's bad with both hands. <laughs> That's what it sounds like it means, yep. right? Ambisinister. Yep. Jesse couldn't play basketball because he was ambisinister. Arthritis made Phyllis feel ambisinister after years of working with her hands. Wow. That was really, that's a, see, some of the words I really enjoy, and then sometimes I'm going, eh, you know, I'm never going to use it. But ambisinister, I like that. That's a cool word. If you know anybody that messes up with both hands, they're ambisinister. Yep. All right. We're out of here, Ruth Ann. Peace. All right. Peace. Praise the Lord.